0: traveling the globe with the travel and adventure show and a recap, then a day in Valladolid, a week in Mexico, and a feature with Travel with Toss. So let's fly high. Welcome to Traveling the Globe at the Travel and Adventure Show. You didn't think it was possible to travel the globe from one place, did you? I didn't either until I came across the Travel and Adventure Show. You have the chance to explore global travel destinations, meet celebrity, <laughs> meet celebrity travelers like Samantha Brown, and Josh Gates, and connect with media partners with travel bureaus from all around the world in one place. Although the show has been running for over 15 years, I just learned about it this year. As soon as I saw they were going to be here in Atlanta, which is their first year here, I knew I was going. I took a leap of faith immediately and reached out to be a media contact and got an email from the press team almost immediately. You may love travel like I do or attend personal development and conferences too. It's easy to catch the travel bug or grow up with it as I did, especially if it was part of your history. My love of travel started before I was even born. I include travel in some way, shape, or form in almost everything I do. Sometimes this includes a media experience, like with the travel show, and it's in the same city or state. Other times, hands on transformational retreats, like our upcoming events and retreats here in Atlanta, in San Antonio, and in Brazil. Staycations, too, which I just submitted for one that I found that looks super interesting here in Atlanta. When I saw all the travel and adventure show has to offer, I started mapping out my adventures right away. And I have an episode on mapping out my adventures and a preview to the show. A couple episodes before this one on this travel series, if you want to listen to that as well. My day with the travel and adventure show in Atlanta blew me away with the keynotes, with the exhibitors, and media opportunities. Trust me. This is a show you want to travel to or visit in your city or state, whether you are a traveler, a retreat leader, a media provider, social media guru, course creator, whatever the case is. And in the link to the show notes, I included, um, of course, hyperlinks to different things, but I also included an image of Miami land and a super cool photo experience they had, which I'll share more about in a bit. So from the second I arrived, I felt grateful to be there. As media, we received a preview of the show and exhibitors. If you didn't know, the Travel and Adventure Show is the number one series of travel shows in the US, is going into its 15th year in 2020 with over 84 events connecting over 175. Oh, wait, is that a typo? Or I can't see. Yes, I'm sorry, it's a typo. One point, I mean, sorry. It's not a typo. I had to make the page bigger. 1.75 million travel lo- lovers. Hashtag I am human. And if I do this and share podcasts, you can too. And hold on, I'm going to talk about Corona in a second. And over 4,000 travel-related brands. John Golidge, the CEO and his team, are hosting Coast to Coast in Atlanta, Washington, Philadelphia, San Francisco, and Dallas in 2020. 2021 cities and dates are released as well, including San Diego, Boston, Chicago, Denver, and L.A. You may literally travel the globe all in one spot and explore thousands of destinations around the world and or hear about them. Meet one-on-one with travel experts and learn from celebrity travelers like Samantha Brown, Josh Gates, and more. So in the post itself if you look at I didn't even mention this and just and like I've told you guys before in the podcast you're always going to get more because I the way my current production flow is is I love to first write. So a lot of people think because they meet me that I am very extroverted because I am very aware that I give off a lot of energy, I love to serve, I love to give. However, I am actually what you would call, you may or may not have heard the term ambivert, meaning I am naturally introverted. I actually love being alone. I love my alone time. And when I do interact with a lot of people, like at a travel show, like when I host retreats, like when I speak on stages, I actually require a lot of downtime. So I feel like the flow and the spirit flowing in and through me while I'm in the moment, but then I'm very aware of as soon as I stop, you know, whether it's leaving the travel show, whether it's leaving, you know, speaking on stage, whatever it is, I feel right away a shift in my energy. Even when I transition like from a talk to a talk, or even when I'm presenting. like there's been times in my past, you may or may not know, I actually was a national speaker for the American Institute of CPAs. And there was times where I spoke for eight hours straight. Now, granted, I would have the audience do activities. I would have them, you know do ex- uh, activities, experiences, uh, self activities, group activities. So I wasn't always talking. However, I was on for eight hours, you know, meaning I was in a, in a state of service. I, you know, whether it was listening to them talk, whether it was facilitating highlights, whether it was leading them into their next self activity, whether it was introducing their next group activity, I was on for eight hours and I would always feel so drained. And sometimes I even spoke two to three days in a row and travel. So, um, so in any event, and then, and then I require, you know, downtime. So it's really, really important to know like your energy flow and know how you best operate and before we get into the media preview tour, you know, I am very aware that a lot of people or a lot of you probably think I am crazy. Like, okay, you're doing a travel series and, you know, my conference just got canceled or this is going on with coronavirus, you know, and obviously there are serious ramifications, you know, especially in countries like Italy, like China and Iran and obviously bans and quarantines in different places. Now I, full disclaimer, full disclaimer. I do not watch the news. I have not watched the news in years. I am very aware of how news networks choose to focus and sensationalize, I believe, on negativity. And when, especially when one thing happens, they will beat down, in my view. You may not agree, whatever. It's your philosophy, just like I have mine. Uh, like, I, the last time I even tuned into the news was when something happened. I want to say like five, six years ago, and I hadn't watched the news in forever. And I remember I tuned into a news network and a global one, and they were beating down the same thing over and over and over from, you know, 10, 20, 30 different angles. And, you know, after I watched, I think the third or fourth one, it's like, okay, I get it. X is news. No different than the Corona's news. And again, I haven't watched, you know, the news on this or on anything, and I still find stuff out, whether it's Googling, whether it's looking at sources, whether it's looking at a couple sources, whatever it is, or people, you know, saying things. And, you know, and immediately I I had an awareness and realized, like, you know what? There's billions of things going going on around the planet. And yes, this is important, but however, why don't we talk about the person just that, you know, why don't we share some good news? Why don't we talk about you know, the the person that just gave X amount of money to solve, you know, a problem? Why don't we talk about the impact of positivity in homelessness in a city? Why don't we talk about eradicating homelessness in a city? Why don't we talk about eradicating, you know, why don't we talk about eradicating it you know, from the aspect of a vaccine? Why don't we talk about you know, something positive that, you know, people did to pay it forward to give back in their local communities. I mean, there's infinite number of topics. Clearly, I get passionate about this. So when I first started hearing, you know, things about Corona, whether it was an article, you know, that quote unquote caught my attention, you know, from a distance, say on Medium, whether somebody mentioned it, you know, in a Facebook community group, I, you know, after I think the second or third or fourth one, and then someone mentioning something at a coffee shop here in Atlanta, and I Googled and I ended up finding a really, really helpful article on New York Times. So I just scrolled a couple different sources and used my brain and my judgment. And I've been praying for, you know, people that are impacted. I've been washing my hands more. I have been delaying or altering my travels. So I've been at home now in Atlanta since January, which is very atypical for me. Usually every quarter I'll travel anywhere, anywhere between two to four places. And so, you know, even comparing to this time last year, I had already been to Miami for Herbalife nutrition training, I had already been to visit my aunt and help her with social media and marketing in Colorado by this time. So this is very unusual for me, but I'm also appreciating the stability and being home and having a steady flow while still planting seeds for travel. So, And I had a super busy, obviously, December because all this that I'm sharing, besides the recap right now with the travel show, is as a result of, you know, the Mexico spotlights, et cetera, as a result of December. And I'll have some upcoming things on Bulgaria. So anyway, back to the New York Times article. So the New York Times article, you know, talked about some of the things that, you know, was going on with the government, some of the perspectives, some of the speculation. It talked about some of the, you know, cases and things going on in Italy, in China, in Iran. And it did it from, I took it, you know, it did it from an objective and a factual basis, as well as a practical application, meaning wash your hands, you know, don't touch people with open wounds, you know, just all these different things that at the end of the day, could I have been washing my hands more three months ago? Of course. But is it now driving me to wash my hands even more or be even mindful of things? Of course, you know, because again, it's, but I, you know, I'm aware of what's going on and praying for the people, praying for people in CDC that are working on the vaccine, you know, right down the street here in Atlanta and so many different things. But I refuse to live in a state of fear. I'll live in wisdom, I'll live in discernment, I'll live in adjustment, but I refuse to live in a state of fear. And before I dive into the show even deeper, you guys, you know, Samantha Brown, Josh Cates, you know, they even talked about this. You know, when you travel, you end up getting into situations, whether it is, you know, something going on with the country whether it's, um, you know, a different culture, whether it's, you know, something that's happening, you know, that are uncomfortable, unknown, and or potentially fearful. And I think that's why I don't let these things get to me. And just to give you a gauge and all, I might do a series on this uh, when I, actually in general, is I've, I've traveled to over 27 countries. And as part of that, One of the places I went to that actually came to mind as I was thinking about coronavirus, and this has nothing to do with an illness, but it does have to do with fear. So one of the countries I visited back in 2002, it was a mother and daughter trip that my mom and I took. We flew to Poland. And from there, as one of my graduation gifts, we ended up, actually, it was my graduation gift. We ended up going to Egypt, and I had a choice. We could either go to Egypt for two weeks, and Egypt had been on my list for a while, and or we could go to Egypt for a week and then go to Mallorca in the Balearic Islands near Spain for a week. And I also wanted to go to Mallorca, so I opted for a week in each. Well, I didn't know and we didn't know until we got to Egypt that apparently there had just been an attack on tourists in um, Egypt. And within the week-long tours, which is what we took, we were not going to be able to go to Cairo like the tour normally included because of the added security. Not only that, but everywhere we went, in between different cities within Egypt, we traveled in convoys. So, if you don't know what a convoy is, it's literally where you're traveling, um, say on a bus, so you know, or in a you know van. We were in big buses, and you're traveling with military and our security the entire time, because obviously the country did not want another incident with tourists. Now, some of you just you know peed your pants or pooped or whatever. And would have been like, oh, my God, I would have canceled the tour. And honestly, I can say I did not feel fear at all. Like, call it my faith. You know, some of you may think that's, you know, not wise, whatever the case is. That's, you know, your perspective. And I remember my dad freaking out when we were leaving. Like, oh, my God, you're going to go to Egypt, this, that, and the other. And I remember saying to him, and this is still stuff I, you know, say to him or to anyone. Something can happen in your house Something can happen in your city and I refuse to live a life of fear. So right now I'm staying home because honestly right now I don't have anything with travel that's literally coming up so it's been easy but I'm still planting seeds every single day for travel opportunities and you'll hear about that in some of what happened at the Travel and Adventure show and some of the emails that I sent out earlier this week completely being fearless. So. That's my take. So speaking of the media preview tour, and in the show and notes, I included a video with a behind the scenes highlights from the travel and adventure show. So as we arrived, we connected with the media team for our tour. And our first stop was with AAA. That was one of their big sponsors, which they have, you know, various different travel benefits within AAA and their membership as well. And then we followed by a stop with us customs and you may even get your passport application set up after that we stopped by Miami Land and additional sponsor stops like go touchdown tours in europe and south africa which i had never heard of before and there's a super cute image of the ladies with these south african hats and i was like man i want that hat because <laughs> if you didn't know i absolutely love hats So then our stop, we had a stop at Miami Land Experience, and I love Miami and have visited several times, most recently in January of 2019, like I mentioned, and I'll be doing a day guide on Miami. Uh, Can't say what day because coming up, you guys, we have so much content. I'm so grateful. So I'm wrapping up this travel series just to kind of give you a heads up of what's coming. And... We've got this episode, then we have the episode on a day in Valladolid, then we've got a week in Mexico, then travel with tots, then we have an incredible series on in a day with social media, blog, web, video and course that ties to my in a day course. And I'm going to add in a bonus to that on in a day with events, numerous media features. I've gotten recently better marketing features have come up. Speaking of which, we'll have a better marketing and thrive global uh, podcast recording coming up later on because that's one of the media pieces with um, traveling the globe that I am currently working on so that'll be coming up as well things like mental health with travel etc so look for that coming up on the tail end of this series then we've got a feature with travel with tots then we've got as this series wraps up and then as the in a day series wraps up we've got ask for Chi, which she's a influencer social media entrepreneur focused on positivity and more I've got a feature with her. Then we've got uh, two better marketing features, two social media week features, and two affluencers features. Then we'll be diving in with an influencer marketing series all about influencer marketing in general and ramping up and tying to my influencer marketing course and the mastermind, tying to our Atlanta hands-on event coming up in July. Then we've got, I'll do a highlight episode on collaborations and on our collaborations on our unique influencer marketing platform. Then we'll be diving into influencer management and how we're expanding our brand and game engagements on wellness, media, and travel into now influencer management To help influencers that have over 25,000 followers on Instagram alone that are having challenges and figuring out what collabs to take, filtering through them, prioritizing them, and with cash flow, meaning they haven't set up rate sheets and or they haven't set them up to be multi-month or year. So we'll have more episodes on that coming up. Then, I'm super grateful, oh my goodness, we got selected for a podcast request feature for guests, and I literally opened up the response tab today, and within less than, I'm not exaggerating, it's been amazing, within less than a week, we have over 100 responses and counting. For features and I already responded to over 10 people that are aligned to wellness, media, mindset, and our travel and wanted to give a shout out actually on several people. Oh my goodness. So grateful. Caffeinated Kyle. So this is related to the show, but unrelated. It's related to media. And so wanted to give a shout out to Caffeinated Kyle on his application on Joel who is an award-winning high school teacher, uh, Amazon number one best-selling author, and has been on over 60-plus podcasts and has an incredible story of going from rock bottom to bottom up. So hopefully that'll be coming soon as far as content. Terry with Motivational Check, which also has an incredible story of reinvention. And resilience and walking through cancer, and so much more. You guys, there's incredible people around the world in so many avenues. So, him, another one is Sophie, Sophie with Wonderful Wanderings. So, wanted to give a shout out to her on travel and being a full time blogger and entrepreneur, and her company, Wonderful Wanderings, and different ways she does influencer marketing. Then Sean Anderson going the extra mile, speaking of travel, and speaking of in general going the extra mile, he's done things like literally walked an extra mile, 3,000 of them, going border to border across seven countries over the last five years. He's going coast to coast across country number eight, Scotland. So, so many amazing people. So, I just wanted to give a shout out to... Uh, podcasts, and all these incredible people that are responding. So, and that's another reason why you want to, you know, be out there, be doing PR, attend events like the Travel and Adventure Show. So, um, I digress because I was talking about Miami doing content. So, I have tons of content for Miami from last year. We'll be doing a one-day guide. However, I can tell you right now, it will not be in March or in April with all the content we have lined up. And the creator series for our creators, it will likely be, I would say, probably sometime in June or maybe even in Q3. So I love Miami. I love Wynwood. I love uh, when I went last January, in January of 2019, I ended up staying in a high-rise Airbnb. I filmed a ton of content, including the upcoming retreat course that I'm working on that will likely be released in April or May. The uh, lifestyle brand course that will likely be released, I would say probably July, but um, it may be sooner. It may be a bit later, depending on how content aligns and the flow aligns. Then I ended up going to Wynwood looking at street art. I visited Soul Yoga. I was there for a Global Nutritional event, but obviously I was integrating fun as well. And as a side note, I have traveled to over 27 countries, like I mentioned, with the goal of 100 plus, including a goal of over 50 by 2025, a goal of a trip of over seven or not over of seven continents in 2021 through 22, including massively scaling everything here We've, and I've already automated over 80% of everything you see here, meaning it's narrowed down to me expressing, you know, things like writing, things like recording this, uh, the courses are automated. So other than the loads, you know, all the courses are automated through Kajabi. The events are automated through the payment portals, through Kajabi, through Eventbrite. The incoming traffic for our collaborations uh, is fully automated other than the responses, so that will be scaled to a virtual assistant and or team member. The uh, responses for are the, the forms for our brand engagements and influencer management to help influencers manage their collaborations and cash flow, including contracts and negotiation, is automated. And what's left is the responses. And then of course, the subsequent work for brand engagements for speaking, for, um, you know, building the team, because basically, we're scaling and setting up the team from people that go through our courses and our collaborations, and are in long term, because I hugely believe in creating community and relationships and depth, Not only does that help from a community aspect, but it also massively impacts your ROI, your return on investment. I have seen that over and over and over again. And if you guys didn't know, I've worked and walked through over seven industries, including, of course, travel, including hosting retreats, but also including retail, including education, including oil and gas, including consulting. That's included serving and working with companies like being on the NBC Apprentice TV show and a consultant, like traveling to 27 plus countries, like doing education for Emory, for AICPA and more, uh, like working for Victoria's Secret and uh, serving now as a community manager voluntarily with Airbnb, for Airbnb experience hose, not home host, not home hose, experience host. So speaking of global travel, after my stop at Miami land, I went by Turkish Airlines, which is one of my favorites. I don't know about you, but I love them and I have flown them several times overseas. I love their food. I stopped to talk to them and their media team. So shout out to Turkish Airlines. I have flown with them through Istanbul before several times and Istanbul is definitely on my list to go and stay probably for at least four days. So I am hoping and praying and did some follow-up with them and or in general through another avenue that that comes up relatively soon somehow some way. Then I stopped by the Polish National Tourist Office. If you didn't know, I was born in Poland and I am half Polish. So if course i stopped by the polish bureau i have visited poland more times than i may count because i was born there we were traveling there every summer from the time i was six years old for several years in a row then i started going back regularly again about 20 years ago and every you know couple years or so and then the last time i've been now as of now was 2013 and I am also hoping and praying and it is on my radar to visit this year in October because it's been quite a while and I followed up with Elżbieta for ways to help serve with their national tourist office and their tourism organization as well. So after I visited that booth and got to talk to Elżbieta and yes I speak fluent Polish as well, I went to Samantha Brown's talk on lessons learned from a life lived on the road. So I feel like I practically grew up with Samantha Brown. My mom would share her shows and travels all the time. She now has her own produced show, Samantha Brown's Places to Love on PBS. And she also lists her episodes on her website if you want to check that out. During her keynote, she shared her journey, features on her last season with Budapest, New Zealand, Quebec City, including a hotel in made out of ice, you guys. It was incredible. And Finger Lakes, to name a few destinations. Which, ironically, a couple years ago, I got to visit Finger Lakes and Corning, New York, when I went there for the TBEX conference, the travel bloggers exchange, and including hosting a table. And getting to do an experience at the Glass Museum, the Glass Blowing Museum, which is absolutely incredible. I loved how she shared from her heart on how travel is where we show up and we are better when we are together. Some of the tips she shared for travel included creating a ritual, exploring side streets, near main tourist areas, leaving old shoes when you travel, and how the ironing board may be the best amenity yet picture PlayStation for kids. And she showed super funny pictures with her kids using the ironing board, whether it was to put food or play games or whatever the case was. So after I left her talk, I went by more exhibitor visits. I explored more global destinations and brands in between speakers like Nazal Paradise Island, which has been on my list also for a while. Visit Mexico, which clearly from this series, I had a lot of already connection and relationship with and sweet home, Alabama, Alabama is right next to Georgia. So I thought, you know, why not explore more things geographically close and Alabama has a lot to offer from nature into, you know, from nature into culture, into history and so much more, especially with the civil rights. And it's super close. And so one of the things I learned back in high school was my mom and I had this epiphany where we realized we had done all this international travel and, you know, and we hadn't done a lot yet nationally. So we started making it a point for every one international destination, there would be a minimum of two or three nationally. Because obviously a staycation is going to be the most, you know, affordable. And then driving somewhere or grabbing a bus or even a short flight nearby is going to be even more affordable. So, you know, and not only that, but there's so many beautiful places to see in the United States. So then I also talked to British Virgin Islands, which has also been on my list. And Allegro Resorts, which is a global chain part of Barcelo as well. So after I connected with them and their media teams I and our media representatives, I went to Josh Gates' Adventure Awaits. So I just learned about Josh Gates because of this show. As I was preparing in the previous episode, I shared Mapping Adventures. I saw his keynote you know, outline on the speakers listed for the show. And he is like a real-life Indiana Jones. Like, I don't know about you guys, but I loved, you know, watching the Indiana Jones movies. And I've now watched a few episodes of his show, Expedition Unknown. And during his keynote, he shared travel helps us explore, learn, and have an adventure, which I completely resonate and agree with. One of his tips, which I deeply, deeply resonate with, included an 80-20 rule. Specifying for every five days you travel, have a minimum of one thing or one day unplanned. So I can definitely attest to this, you guys. Years ago, I remember I would try to cram or have so many things planned. And about probably 15 years ago, I would just basically do like a list or a rough outline of the things I wanted to see and do. And Mexico was no exception. But then I would always, every single day... Leave more than enough room to be flexible, explore things off the beaten path, you know, explore new food experiences, whatever the case is. So it it just, it creates so much more flow. And to me, the more like when we plan stuff, and this is for life in general, when we plan stuff, you know, it's great to have a vision. It's great to have wisdom. It's great to have discernment, but it's also great to create space. Because when we adopt this in my you know thought process, when we have like a general like, hey, this is what I'm thinking, but we submit that, and I submit that to God on a daily basis, and we allow the flow of things to come up and surprise us and bless us, and not live in a state of anxiety or not live in a state of depression, it's a whole different ballgame. So Something else for you to consider also includes goal-based travel. He talked about this. I also love this, especially with having traveled for fitness events. So if you didn't know, I'm also an athlete and I've traveled for things like century rides. I've done two century rides in Lake Tahoe. And if you don't know, a century ride means yes, a hundred miles on a bike ride. And I've done it with team and training, which is the fundraising arm for the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society to give back to help cure blood cancers. I've also traveled to uh, Savannah, Georgia for a half marathon, so close by. I went to their first inaugural rock and roll uh, half marathon. And um, I did a half marathon here in Atlanta, the Publix half marathon. I think it was in 2011. It was my second year here in Atlanta. And then I've also done triathlons. I've done triathlons. I started my first triathlon in Houston when I still live there. Then I did the sprint triathlon in Lake Lanier in Georgia when I already lived here. Then I actually traveled and did the nation's distance triathlon in Washington, D.C. before they removed the swim component. It was the number one triathlon, I believe, in the U.S., if not the world, And the year after I did it, they shut down the swim part. And I don't even know if the, you know, duathlon is even going on still because of the pollution in the Potomac. And I can attest to you, when I did it that year, in my best friend's now angel's honor, Janelle, who passed away from cancer from an extremely rare cancer, signet ring cell carcinoma, in 2013, I got really, really sick, and it turned out it was some sort of weird bacterial um, disease, which I didn't know if I had an amoeba or what was going on. So I made sure I took my butt to urgent care when I came home super sick and dehydrated, had been, to spare you the details, but keep it simple, both ends, went to urgent care and got penicillin. To you know, just kick out whatever was in my system, and had a lot of help with logistics and getting my bike situated, because in the meantime of all that, from someone very very special, because in the meantime with all that, I was flying to Houston on points to go see Janelle, and I'm so grateful that I had those points, and I'm so grateful I went to see her because she did not make it uh, beyond December twenty first. So I saw her over Labor Day week. And she passed away, uh, I want to say December 21st. It was literally right before Christmas. So in any event, you can tell that I'm very passionate about goal-based travel, whether it is fitness, whether it's charity-driven or both. And especially transformational, which is what our retreats do as well. And then so along those lines, of course, hosting retreats to help others, you know, achieve goals with, you know, health, wealth, business, and creating a life and business you know, you love and I love aligns greatly for me. And going back to my being an ambivert. So one of the things I do when I host retreats is I get to the destination early. I typically have about two to three days by myself. And I like to make sure that everything is logistically set up, that the, you know, the villa looks great. We set up and arrange the food, all the things. I also like to explore on my own first. I also like to talk logistics like with the driver, things like that. I also love to create content and film content before people arrive. Because that way I've already, I feel, you know, I'm already operating. I'm being, I'm flowing, I'm transforming. And then I'm doing from a state of feeling more than enough Because at that point, I've already filmed some content, I've done some things for social channels, I've recorded content for, you know, our online courses, our mastermind, and then I make sure I create the space for, you know, diving deeper with what the flow is for the group, any tweaks, any transitions, setting an intention, praying over the group, praying over the experience they're going to have, you know, with me, with us, with each other, And the community, because it's the other thing is, is that I've noticed with our retreats, it's always such a special interaction with the community and being truly, truly blessed with what happens. So, you know, those are some other things to think about with goal-based travel. And in the show notes, I also included a link to uh, Josh Gates and a quick behind the scenes, just sneak peek video I did of his keynote. So after I left him and left his keynote, I went over to Cruising for Adventure. So I made a stop with Robin Washington with her talk with highlights from Royal Caribbean. So a bit more about me and my adventures. My first cruise was a week in Egypt on the Nile in 2002 with my mom as well. When I graduated from undergrad and that was part of that Egypt adventure. It was an incredible river cruise along the Nile, 200 plus people, roughly. And I loved having our things on a ship, like a moving home and exploring daily. It was such a powerful, magical experience. And I mean, in Egypt, I mean, wow. And, you know, going to the Valley of the Kings and visiting Luxor and visiting Abu Simbel and so many incredible places. My second cruise was on Royal Caribbean, leaving from Venice. My parents and I went on a cruise after my brother's wedding. He and my sister-in-law, Andrea, got married in Banská Bystrica, which is about an hour or so-ish from Bratislava in Slovakia, so giving you points of reference. And so we ended up traveling to Venice uh, and it was my mom, my dad, and I, and my brother and, you know, a- Andrea, my sister-in-law ended up going and having their own honeymoon experience. And we ended up going from Venice and exploring Italy. Then we had a stop in Dubrovnik, Croatia, which I absolutely loved then Kusadashi, Turkey, and walking through places like the Celsius Library and places that, you know, Paul the Apostle was. Then Corfu, Greece, which was breathtaking. And I remember we went to the palace up on the cliff. And then my absolute favorite, Santorini, Greece. You guys, Santorini is every bit as beautiful as it looks in the pictures. You sit there and I remember sitting there like with my mom and just feeling surreal. Just when you look at the Cyclad Islands, when you look at the blue all around you, it's absolutely amazing. I'm definitely going back for a week to two weeks at some point. And that's another reason why I love cruises because it gives you a taste test of a place. So it's not to say I don't like I've been to Venice. I've been blessed to go to Venice three times. I love Venice. I just love the vibe. I love everything about it. The first time I went when I was 21, I went with my brother. So he was going to school in Vienna, Austria. And I was like, I want to go visit Vienna. I want to go help you set up and explore Vienna. So, you know, Big Sis went. And then from there, we took a six-hour train ride back and forth to Venice and spent the night. It was amazing. Love, love, loved it. And we were, like, walking around saying, solo gelato y pizza, por favor." No, I don't speak Italian. I speak Spanish. But it's it's familiar enough to where I was, you know, I guess you could say imitating the accent. And it was funny because I would talk to people in Spanish and they would understand and ish. And respond back in Italian. And I would understand ish because they're relatively somewhat close languages, obviously completely different, but there are similarities and similar words. So it was very interesting. And the second time I went with my mom and we had an amazing time. And the third time I went, you know, with this cruise with my mom and my dad and would definitely go back to Venice. And I hope at some point that, um, you know, with, my future love, or once I am married, you know, maybe that's part of our honeymoon. I would absolutely love, 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 love to go to Venice again. I just, I love it. And so the third time we went was the only time I've ever seen Venice flooded, which is also, you know, a challenge they have in Venice sometimes with the infrastructure and how the city's built, you know, and the water, of course. And then we went to Dubrovnik, which that was my first time. Kusadashi was my first time. I remember us going to this amazing, amazing rug shop. And I have this adorable picture that I love of my mom sitting and drinking like a tiny cup of coffee on one of the rugs. Then Corfu and the palace at the top of the cliff was absolutely amazing. And then Santorini. So again, the other places I love, but the one that really spoke to my soul that I want to go back out of all these for sure is Santorini. Because keep in mind, I've been to Venice three times. The others were amazing, too. And I have a feeling I'll probably go back to Kusadashi when I go to Istanbul. And I definitely want to go to Pamukkale in Turkey and several other places. Uh, Santorini is high, high, high up on the list to go for like a week or two. And especially the nearby islands, especially Athens, scuba diving, and so much more. And there's an incredible company where you can rent these like flowing dresses, and have incredible pictures with these like super long, flowy dresses on the cliffs of Santorini. One of my friends uh, got to take it with them, and so that's an experience I definitely want to have so back to Royal Caribbean, Royal Caribbean has changed a lot over the years because this cruise we took was back in i want to say oh eight, so it's been a while since I've cruised, and Robin shared highlights on several cruise experiences amplifications of the cruises meaning uh, updates and upgrades and things they've done that you know the ship I was on at the time didn't have and they didn't have as well as private island destinations like Coco Cay and coming soon Lalepa in the South Pacific with a focus on sustainability so that's a place that is on my radar that I would love to visit Megan Kaiser was the next talk that I went to, and she talked about budget travel and beyond, save your money, change your life, and she shared ways to make travel accessible you may not know about in a fun and an informative talk, which included travel hacks from house-sitting to work-study travel programs, and I will be sharing a feature on uh, 52... From 52 Perfect Ways, let me make sure I'm not misquoting that, um, on the Influencer Series. I'm sorry, I knew I misquoted. 52 Perfect Days uh, with Alexa, I did a feature on three unique ways to get press trips with her. So that will be coming up on the Social Media and Influencer Marketing Series as well. And Megan talked away talked about uh, things like work away, which will be in that feature and other house sitting house sitting platforms and programs as well. So there's so many different innovative ways you can travel the world. you know, besides your typical save money, you know, budget, which of course is smart. And definitely, I'm not not saying don't do that. But you can also, you know, do house sitting, you can also do a work study program, you can also, you know, become a media representative, you can also host retreats, you know, you can also help others market and host retreats and backfill retreat leaders, which is something that we're doing, and I'm developing as well. Global travel, Global Travel Adventures helps us explore, learn and grow in priceless ways as people. Attending the travel show and attending the travel adventure show will help you explore global de- destinations all from one place. You'll be traveling the globe at the Travel Adventure Show in ways that blow your mind. Exploring live events helps you expand your horizons in more ways than one. When you get out your comfort zone, whether you attend a show, travel globally, or both, you will surprise yourself. Don't you want to see who you may become? Pursuing your passion, your purpose, your potential. Will you attend a travel and adventure show coming up or a live event in general? Are you planning your next adventure yet? If you love adventures, you'll love our adventures in the episode I shared In our Airbnb adventure, if you've already listened to everything on the travel series, go back to early 2020 and listen to the one on our adventures in our Airbnb adventure for more inspiration and motivation to travel and fly high. If you love this episode, I would love, love, love to see you leave a review on iTunes we look at those. We look at all the different platforms. Would love to see you screenshot the episode, share on your social media, tag me at Katrina Julia Fit, tag at FitLife Creation, hashtag create it, hashtag FitLife Creation. We do a monthly giveaway for access to our online mastermind, Creation Club, which I'll share more in the outro about. And you can be the one that inspires someone else through something you share. That's one of the reasons why I always share different things from other people too. And last but definitely not least, create, transform, and inspire a friend because you are born too.